Welcome to the special edition in Switzerland. I'm Forecast News Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau. To understand how blockchain is shaping banking innovation from Swiss point of view, one must come to Zurich and speak to the Swiss Bankers Association. Now, the SBA is a self-regulated industry group where almost every bank in Switzerland is a member. The SBA coordinates new banking innovation, regulatory concerns, and guidance for all its members. And really, these are firms from some of the biggest names you know, from Credit Suisse to UBS and everyone in between. And it coordinates and guides this communication with federal policymakers. Now, this direct dialogue is helping shape some of the most innovative blockchain thinking in banking today. With me right now is Swiss Bankers Association Deputy CEO August Bend. Here really to help us think about Switzerland in the broader context of this global blockchain industry. So welcome, August. Welcome. We're sitting uh, across the river. It, this is the river of Lemat. Lemat. Uh, and really, we're in the heart of Zurich right now, where a lot of this banking innovation as it pertains to blockchain is really thriving. But not a lot of people know about it. Tell us what's happening here. Well, customers uh, are looking for high quality, easy to use digital services also these days. And, uh, and it's kind of our job now as an association. Uh, to support kind of regulatory framework that actually is really enabling uh, these easy-to-use uh, digital services. And uh, we believe that uh, the technology like uh, distributed ledger technology is, is one of these uh, potentially uh, you know, very high-level uh, uh, digital services and technologies that really make, may make the difference. And, and we have here a pretty thriving uh, community, also, of course, in a few other locations here in Switzerland, in particular, of course, Zug, that everybody knows about with the Crypto Valley. And, uh, and we see as an association, as a door opener, you know, how can we enable this uh, new technology uh, to really uh, thriving, not just, of course, in this kind of new developing world, but also, of course, in the traditional financial services world. So increasingly, regulatory compliance is being baked into a lot of uh, the business thinking of these new blockchain startups. Um, that really changed from even last year and the years before. Can you tell me why? Well, there's been a very big effort here in Switzerland uh, because we see this technology uh, as, uh, as something with a lot of potential. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and actually, a lot of the stakeholders here trying to support uh, this new technology as well. You know, how can we put this into practice? Uh, and that, of course, goes from uh, the government, who strongly supports uh, these initiatives, but also, of course, uh, in the startup scene, of course, which uh, which is very active here. But then, of course, also, you know, our members uh, who are close and see quite a lot of potential also in this technology. And then uh, as us as association who's trying to bring together these kind of stakeholders as well. And so that's what uh, been happening over the last uh, year and two. And uh, and we think we've made quite quite a bit of progress. And uh, and and our goal, at least as an association, is really to try to bring together these two worlds, the, the traditional financial services world, uh, who knows a lot about you know how banking is being done, and, and and knows in particular, of course, the regulatory framework. And then on the other hand, you have this uh, new world with these uh, you know new technology, where you have a lot of tech specialists uh, who, of course, know a bit less about uh, you know regulatory requirements mm -hmm. and uh, and and. Our job is very much you know, trying to bring these two worlds together. What are these relationships like? It seems like a very direct 
communications that you have with policymakers. And they're also seeking guidance out from the group, from not only the banking industry, but also from blockchain startups and, and players as well. Yeah, I can give you a specific example, for example, you know, one of the things that became very obvious uh, was that, uh, that that actually very difficult for DLT firms, for blockchain firms who are working in that space, actually get a, a corporate account, really just to pay salaries and, mm -hmm. uh, and just do the normal things that you would otherwise do. And uh, there's been a lot of pressure, you know, on, on the community overall, you know, uh, because if you want if you want us to thrive uh, for uh, this industry here in this country, then of course we somehow have to resolve this uh, topic, because of course the concerns are very clearly, you know, that uh, that you know that we have to uh, obey, of course, these uh, anti-money laundry rules. Uh, rules. We have to know where the money is from. KYC, of course, know your customer, and that of course is something that is very important if you want to be uh, respected and and and, and of course player in the financial services world and that was the background of when we started looking into this you know what could we do uh, to support of course uh, this industry and uh, and and actually enabling this technology happening uh, in this market and what we've done and we've published already last year uh, a, a guideline on on how to open such corporate accounts uh, for blockchain firms and what you have to consider so which AML elements that you are, you know, are very important and, and how you actually should uh, follow this. This is something that we've published, uh, as I said, uh, last year already. We've actually just released uh, last month uh, the second version, an updated version, because, of course, things do develop. And, uh, and, uh, and we've made this even, tried to make it even more clear and clarify one or the other point. And it really has now, in our view, really started really getting the whole thing moving in terms of uh, really, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's much easier uh, than it used to be uh, to open such an account. And so if you follow these rules, I think uh, there's a pretty good chance these days in Switzerland that uh, as a blockchain firm, you, get, uh, you can operate within the, within the traditional financial services world as well. And so when people come here and, and when startup projects start to uh, you know, grow their blockchain idea or their DLT idea here in Switzerland, how do they engage differently to a global competitive landscape? How are the companies that begin here behave differently or what 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 is a unique characteristic of companies that get started here against this regulatory backdrop and guidance yeah i mean our regulatory approach uh, and now as a nation of course is you know same business same rules so actually you know everybody has to wear you know if you do payments mm. uh, you, you have to uh, follow of course uh, the payment rules you know, independent whether you're now working with a new technology or the old technology, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. So that's very clear that, uh, that uh, you know, everybody has to basically uh, obey to the same rules. And that, in our view, is very important uh, how you can bring together the kind of more traditional world and then, of course, the world that is now emerging with this new technology. And, and so if somebody, you know, it all pretty much started in, in kind of 2014, so about five years ago with Ethereum starting here in Zug. And, uh, and I'm sure you've heard that from a few other colleagues. This is really around this, of course, in our kind of an ecosystem developed over the last couple of years where uh, various stakeholders, of course, were trying to support this. And this is really now emerged with roughly, you know, more than what I understand, more than 800 now block rela blockchain related uh, uh, firms in different shapes and forms uh, and uh, trying to leverage, you know, the opportunities that you have here. But I think it's really 
this interaction between uh, you know the authorities uh, the startups uh, the financial services world also on the judicial side the banks and the insurance companies also insurance companies are uh, very active in this field they have uh, their own uh, uh, small kind mm -hmm. of venture as well who's trying to exploit and trying to to find out ways that uh, that really helps to make processes more efficient and uh, and of course various uh, things are happening on the banking side as well. and what's motivating switzerland you know, Switzerland is a very, very innovative country. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's always been ranked number one in terms of uh, innovation uh, for many, many years, and uh, and so it's something that people really like here. And and we see that you know blockchain and DLT really is uh, is something that really could uh, you know change uh, the way that financial services uh, are being provided could change quite significantly. And uh, and we would like to be at the forefront of of this potential uh, change. And uh, and that's you know that's. In, in our view, is, is, is actually very nicely connected with kind of characteristics and, and, and nature and character of a lot of Swiss people. It, it is um, incredible innovation that obviously uh, would have huge impact in fintech. Um, are the big banks embracing it as quickly as perhaps smaller, more flexible, fast-moving, uh, you know, firms uh, when it comes to blockchain? Because it's not obvious right now. I mean, probably the best is to find out uh, if you talk to them directly, the big ones. What I can tell you is that, of course, I see quite a lot of projects that they're working on. You know, trade finance is, is a very obvious one where you could uh, make processes uh, significantly more efficient. Uh, and, uh, and, and a lot of banks, not just Swiss banks, are involved in these ventures. So there's a lot of activity actually happening. But best is really talking to them. You know, what, what, what happens here, of course, in, in Switzerland in terms of relationships between the banks and the fintechs is we see this as a pretty symbiotic uh, relationship. You know, at the beginning, the discussion was, you know, are these real, uh, you know, uh, you know, will they cannibalize, you know, the traditional world and yeah. the likes. But, you know, we, we more and more see it as actually pretty, uh, pretty symbiotic. So what is happening on the, on the fintech side is, is often very innovative. You know, they can be much faster, can try things more quickly. They're allowed to fail as well, of course. And of course, if something really works out, you know, they can really link up with uh, banks. And what that's what we start seeing now is that a lot of the Swiss traditional banks, of course, collaborate uh, more and more now with the fintechs. And we think that is actually, uh, you know, a, a very uh, good way forward uh, for both parts. Is this a, a model that you've adopted as you compare what other innovations are happening uh, across Europe and around the world in other countries? Well, <laughs> Switzerland is a, is a, is probably a bit of a special case. You know, here mm. things are very bottom up driven. Mm. So this is not something that you know somebody says and this is now the plan and we do this. So things are really bottom up driven. And also in this situation, this is not something anybody planned. It happened. But for us, what is important, you know, if we see this as an opportunity, then uh, we believe it's it's critical that you know, actually really try to then uh, you know bring bring it to the forefront and 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 make it possible if it really turns out to be as a true reality or true opportunity. What what makes it really unique is that there is just this triangulation of industry group of of traditional legacy banks and then of completely you know innovative and startup industry called blockchain and DLT and there really is this very symbiotic environment that seems to exist here where do you think that philosophy came from is it is it the Swiss way of doing things how, how did this kind of come about yes yeah, I, I would uh, yeah. seriously probably uh, uh, think that this is 
a bit in the DNA because, of course, Switzerland is not a large uh, country. Of course. So uh, people do know each other, and that, of course, provides these kind of opportunities that you actually can collaborate uh, uh, very well. And that, that's maybe uh, quickly also to refer to kind of the recent event that we organized, you know, how you do this. And because we organized uh, uh, two weeks ago this, this uh, very first, for us at least, uh, um, event called Banking Meets DLT. That's been a kind of collaboration between mm. uh, the Swiss uh, Blockchain Federation, the University of Basel Center for Innovative Finance, and the Swiss Bankers Association. So we kind of grouped together. And the idea here was very much to bring, you know, basically to confront banking employees, so really, you know, who work in all kinds of different fields, uh, and to bring them together with DLT specialists. And, and, and we programmed and designed a, a whole uh, event around this, and it was a full-day program. It was actually highly oversubscribed mm. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and uh, filled actually within a day. And, uh, and so we brought in really then, you know, the regulator was presenting and was on panels. Uh, you know, the, the two um, digital banks that just got a license, for example, presented their business case. Storage solutions were presented uh, and, and various use cases, trade finance, but also other use cases were presented. You know, trying really to bring together uh, the various stakeholders. And, and that's really happening not just in our kind of world uh, now that we're just talking about. So that's really something that, that you see here uh, on, on very many locations. What are the top projects that came out of that uh, banking meets DLT event? Well, that's hopefully really something that goes back into the banks. And for us as an association, we would like to repeat this, uh, yeah. of course. Uh, you know, the plan is now uh, to do something on, on, on in the French-speaking uh, part of Switzerland well. give as us well. a sense of some of, the, some of the projects, like some of the, the uh, services that we might be able to see as a result of uh, DLT in, in banking. Of, in terms of now, really, well, that's for, for an association, that's not is our focus, of course. You know, this is something that, you know, is really business decisions and the like. So that's yes. not really something that, that we can promote. You know, that's, you know, for example, one of the things that uh, was also presented was, uh, you know, how exactly do uh, traditional banks these, do these KYC AML processes, uh, you know, when they onboard such a blockchain related yeah. firm. Yeah. Uh, and so they were explaining, you know, all the questions that they tried to answer, you know, what databases that they use and, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, whatever is all included. And also there's a few uh, open questions still that they're, they're trying to address further now. And that's something, of course, that I would expect it, that this is going to kind of uh, trigger into any other banks who's interested in looking into this as well. So they got a few examples of how it could be done. And, uh, and so I would expect even more of these, uh, you know, uh, corporate accounts being opened. One of the, the um, big themes of 2019 is a regulatory uh, framework that really could potentially guide growth. That is a lot of um, the desire that we're hearing from the industry, uh, increasingly so. Um, having said that, how do you compare and contrast yourself from a regulatory framework against international regulations? Do you think that there needs to be um, uh, a, a lot more... Um, collaboration from an international point of view or do you think that you want to uh, create a lot of those banking innovations and and regulatory innovations from a Swiss point of view yeah I mean as a association uh, we of course we don't regulate as such but of course we are very keen on understanding and, uh, and and trying to shape a bit of course what is happening on the on the regulatory side if I look at this at this from a more international level then uh, you know our credo has always been uh, you know at the, uh, to have a level playing field 
you know, same as I said before, same business, same rules, but also from an international perspective, you know, we would expect, particularly as a small country, that it's very important to have a level playing field. Now, in this specific topic now of, of DLT blockchain, you know, we believe actually that Switzerland is actually pretty much at the forefront uh, in terms of, you know, how this could be regulated and should be regulated. We've gone right through a consultation process now of, 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 of how this should be regulated in Switzerland. So we don't go for a dedicated blockchain uh, law. Uh, so what we believe is actually we have to adopt uh, very uh, very specifically certain elements in our existing law to make this uh, compliant because we believe in a principle-based uh, technology-neutral uh, legislation mm. and regulation. Mm. And so that's where we're in the midst of it. Now, if you compare this to an international level, um, you know, there... You know, we, we all start a bit, of course, we have a very different starting point. You know, we have here a very different kind of law and setup uh, to, compared to other like, uh, 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 jurisdictions. But we believe, of course, that, you know, at the end of the day, we should all aspire at least to a, same, uh, to a level playing field. And a good example here is uh, the FATF uh, rules, so mm -hmm. the Financial Action Tra um, uh, Task Force. Uh, they actually, of course, you know, look at this topic very specifically, just come out with, uh, with a few guidances uh, in terms of uh, blockchain firms. Uh, and actually, you know, th that is something that, you know, that needs to apply to everybody and certainly applies to Switzerland. In fact, you know, Finma last, uh, last week just published, uh, you know, when they provided two licenses to these two digital banks, they also actually published also uh, uh, some additional guidance in terms of uh, money laundering, anti-money laundering yeah. rules and actually goes uh, somewhat beyond even what the FATF is actually requiring. So I think critical is, uh, you know, Say, uh, have a, uh, a level playing field uh, but of course you know you can go further and in particular from, from a Swiss perspective it's very important that we are absolutely compliant on the, on the anti-money laundering topic. KYC, AML, very critical issues but also you know how are tokens and future uh, coins and the way that projects raise capital for their for their ideas what about the thinking around there, and, and, and how is the association um, trying to help with that guidance? Yeah. So maybe two, you know, we, we have very regular interactions, of course, with the authorities. Mm -hmm. uh, and to give you two examples here, one of them you just mentioned, for example, how do we tax digital assets? Mm -hmm. So being it cryptocurrencies or anything else, any other token. That's a very critical question in terms of, you know, uh, implications in terms of how this is how you do business with yeah. this, uh, depending yeah. on what kind of tax there is. And uh, and at the moment, uh, you know, our uh, tax authorities actually come out also last week, interestingly enough, with first guidance of how it could be treated. Uh, and, and, and of course, and from our perspective, there's still a few more questions that are open. And, uh, and we are now trying to clarify this further together with them. Uh, and so we, by what continuing... The uh, what are the questions, uh, what are the concerns from your organization? Yep. In, in terms of the taxation topic mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the question really is in terms of, uh, you know, uh, how, uh, what kind of um, asset is it really? Because mm -hmm. that brings me actually to the second topic, yeah. uh, which is also not clear. How should this be treated on, on the balance sheet side? Mm. You know, wh where do we book this, a token? Uh, and depending on where you book it, it can be taxed differently. Mm. And so that's the first question in our view that we have to clarify, you know, how should it be treated on a balance sheet? And once we've got this answered, then, of course, uh, we should, uh, we then are much clearer about, you know, how it should be taxed as well. And so for us, that's a bit the question here now is, you know, 
we don't quite, uh, you know, we may have a slightly different view in terms of how best this could be treated on the balance sheet side. And that's, of course, you know, when we have the discussion again with the, with the tax authority. So these are the two big questions that we have at the moment. How is this treated on the balance sheet? And then has, of course, this has implications uh, in terms of uh, taxation. We often hear of uh, uh, U.S. Uh, guidelines as being the gold standard because it's, it's one of the strictest in the world. How do you compare and contrast Switzerland, do you think? With, with that standard, number one. And number two, do you think that there's an alternative? Is there uh, potentially a, a global gold standard that can, that can be innovated outside of the U.S.? In terms of now, gold, you know, uh, gold standard in terms of... Regulatory. Uh, in terms of overall regulation. Yes. You know, we have actually a lot of visitors uh, from the U.S. Yes. <laughs> as it happens, uh, because we really believe that we are pretty much at the full frontier. So mm. they, we have a lot of discussions with them. Uh, you know, they visit sometimes us, but they, of course, visit a lot of the authorities as well. So you know, we, I can't tell you exactly you know, how this evolved. They have a, a slightly different approach at the moment, uh, and and of course, you know, should they have a slightly different standard again? This is something that, of course, we have to look into again. You know, once it's really public. But so far, we. we believe that uh, we have a pretty good uh, approach and then and of course have to see you know if they come out with a regulation what this uh, means of course for our own regulation. Swiss uh, Banking Association, Swiss Bankers Association has been at the forefront um, for a, a lot of um, innovation for its members. Where do you think it's going into 2020 and beyond as this entire industry evolves? I mean, it's, that's a very difficult question <laughs> that you're asking. I mean, I can tell you that as an association, of course, we see us very much as a door opener. Oh. So to give you a few examples, for example, for us, it's absolutely critical that banks start working with the cloud, cloud mm -hmm. services. Uh, and if you have big banking secrecy like we have it here still in Switzerland, and of course, that's quite a difficult uh, discussion. And so we've just published uh, last year as well a cloud guideline to enable them because, you know, if you want to do big data, machine learning as a bank, which lots of them are looking into, then, you know, just for capacity reasons, a bank has to be, uh, has to start working with a cloud. Otherwise, just technologically and capacity wise, it's going to be a challenge. So that's something that we, we're trying to enable with this cloud guideline. And also this uh, is pretty much at the forefront. And there's a lot of international interest as well of, uh, of how we do this. Another topic uh, is, of course, you know, the whole open banking ecosystem topic. You know, that's because banks very clearly, in our view, has a lot of opportunities or have a lot of opportunities in terms of uh, developing ecosystems. And here the question is, how do we do this? Europe has done this uh, with a regulation called BSD2. Uh, we don't see kind of, you know, uh, an obligation to do this, but, you know, we, 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 see this, uh, we see there's a lot of opportunities. And so the question is about uh, working on details about, you know, standardized interfaces, uh, you know, how, uh, uh, you know, how do um, settlements work when you disagree about certain topics mm -hmm. and the likes. There's a few questions that we have to answer, really enabling opening doors where there's certain uncertainties, being now on blockchain, if our blockchain guidelines, but also various topics we just discussed, you know, how this is treated tax-wise, you know, how does mm -hmm. it work on a balance sheet and the mm -hmm. likes. So trying to clarify whatever there are uncertainties to enable innovation. But from our perspective, innovation, of course, doesn't happen with us as an association. Mm -hmm. Our job is to, to, to kind of create a regulatory environment that actually allows the firms and our members in particular, of course, to be innovative. Yeah. How excited... Um 
is the banking industry here in Switzerland to all these innovations? Well, for the Swiss banking financial center as such, you know, uh, innovation is, is critical. You know, we believe that we are in a, in a very good position. We have lots of assets here. We have, a, a, in our view, a very unique uh, starting point and position. You know, we have, uh, we, we have a very stable economy. Uh, and, and, of course, a lot of foreigners bring also their uh, assets here because, you know, it is a very stable economy and it's safe uh, to have the money here. Everything is uh, it's actually compliant. Uh, but it is uh, still critical to Switzerland's overall economic growth. It is, of course, critical. How, however, of course, you know, now with all these new technological opportunities, of course, uh, uh, we now have the opportunity to move forward also in terms of the way that we provide services to make this much more efficient, better for the client. Uh, and, and that's what we're trying to support and foster that, of course, the clients that bring the money here, that we can serve them in the best possible way. And that means, of course, you know, that we have to change and, uh, and the way that we do things, that we have to change uh, in pretty much every respect. And that is a process that is ongoing that will keep us busy for many many years and uh, and for somebody for us who likes change uh, that's a very uh, exciting prospect well not everybody likes change so i really always admire people who do um last question for you what do you think the biggest external obstacle is and and how do you hope to overcome it uh, for, for me, it's really critical now if, 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 if we discuss here now the blockchain related topics really to bring together these two worlds. Mm. Because I think, you know, if you bring together the, you know, the, the traditional banking world with this newly developing world that does financial service, but in a different way, we believe that it, bringing them together really trigger more innovation. And that's what we're trying to foster uh, here to actually enable these innovations in Switzerland because of course we would love it if a lot of these activities and innovations come out of here and actually are being implemented here. I certainly don't doubt it in years to come. Thank you so much for your insights. You All right.